It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there, but how can we determine which strategies will best align with our financial ambitions? Well, you've come to the right spot. Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies for building our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Daniel Nichols, and this is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? Fortune Cribs can help. Fortune Cribs helps investors buy short-term rentals in select markets around the country for as little as 10% down with cash-on-cash returns in the 20 to 30% range. Fortune Cribs will design, furnish, and manage all the day-to-day operations, making your experience truly hands-off. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your real estate investing journey, whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your portfolio, Fortune Cribs can help. So if you want to take the next step, go to fortunecribs.com and book your free consultation to see how Fortune Cribs can best help you. Once again, that's fortunecribs.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Daniel Nichols, accompanied by our guest for the week, Don Spafford. And today we are the two smart assets. For those not yet familiar with Don, he has an educational and professional background in finance and securities investing and bought his first property, a fourplex, in 2017 and then began to scale into commercial real estate, including ground-up development projects. And then in 2021, Don joined Happy Camper Capital, where his team focuses on syndicating RV resorts. Don, my man, it is so great to see you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. My, my pleasure. I think it's probably the first time I could say I'm uh, one of two smart assets. So it's, 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 it, it might be the only experience. time you get to say it. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad it was on this show. So uh, yeah, love that, man. Um, super excited to speak with you today, man. I know we're going to touch on something that we have not touched on today in this entire podcast ever. So very excited about that. Before we do yeah. that, man, uh, I want to hear more about you. Uh, so tell us more about your background, your story, and the path you took to get to where you are today in your real estate investing career. Okay. Well, thanks. Uh, you kind of, you know, of course, covered it briefly there. But, uh, sure. you know, going back, I guess I had, um, man, it, it was kind of, it was never a good straightforward path, I guess we'll say that, you know, <laughs> coming out of high school in the mid-90s, I, I planned to uh, go into college. And uh, initially, I was, I was, you know, kind of like the coming age of the, the computer industry, right? So yeah. I was like, cool, I want to go in this uh, computer programming stuff, you know, and uh, back then, mid 90s, programming was very different than it is today. Uh, it was much more confusing and complicated. <laughs> I found out I did not like it. I was like, this is not fun. Uh, so I kind of changed focus, went into like business and, and just kind of general stuff, not really knowing what I wanted to do really. Uh, end up going actually on, on a two year mission to Argentina for my church. And wow. uh, after that came back and, uh, you know, kind of got back into to just regular business classes, still not quite knowing what I wanted to do really. Um, and then later ended up getting a job with a company that, uh, you know, provides background or sorry, back office support for investment advisors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I kind of, so I've always liked numbers, you know, math and science were always my two favorite subjects in school. And so um, you know, this seemed to good, be good for me. And also, you know, personally, I actually liked even investing and I never invested before, but even at 14 years old, I was looking at the newspapers, trying to see the, the, the stock numbers, you know, of course, back before internet days. <laughs> so, so, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I liked the, the, the business, the job. So I figured I hey, might as well, you know, go down that path and, and get a career in that, you know, the, the company was going to pay for my education. Right. So, uh, I was like, so I got a degree in, in finance, uh, investment science, portfolio management, uh, you know, and so I had planned to go down that path and become a, a financial advisor, uh, or portfolio manager or something, something along that. Uh, but then in, during the 2008 market crash, you know, all, all these businesses were, were laying people off and, uh, you know, 
I, I kind of realized that there's not much security there like I thought it was. Um, and so I kind of looked around to see what else is going on. You know, I, I still had the job. Of course, I was, I was still at that point now. I had just, you know, going to school part-time because I, I, I did this while I had a family, you know, okay. growing that thing. So uh, I did not focus 100% on, on on school and study. So I kind of started going part-time and it took a long time. By the time I finally finished, it was in uh, the spring of 2008. So, you know, by that fall, everything was falling apart. Uh, and so... <laughs> Um, in fact, the, the company I worked for was going to create a, a brand new position just for me. It was kind of like a hybrid position wow. with include, you know, some uh, portfolio management and other stuff. And, uh, but then by that time that came around, they were like, well, you know, it <laughs> doesn't make sense to, to, uh, you know, create a position we don't really need when we're laying people off, you know? So, uh, so I kind of stuck it out and, and then, uh, Later on, I guess uh, during that time, uh, you know, I, I noticed, of course, all the housing prices come way down, and I was like, "Man, this would be great to be able to buy these these properties." But you know, I had no idea how. Didn't have enough savings to do it, as far as I knew. And uh, so I kind of, you know, was a bystander, wishing I could get involved. Uh, later on, uh, my wife became a realtor around 2010, 11, uh, and some of her very first clients were investors, and that's really why I got my eyes open to to real estate as an investment. Uh, option, I guess, and um, still didn't know how to do anything with it or, or whatnot, but at least it got me more intrigued to want to learn. So I started reading some books. Um, and at this time, we lived in Omaha, Nebraska. That's kind of where I grew up most of my life in Nebraska. And then, uh, you know, around 2013, 14, I guess, somewhere there, uh, we made the decision that we we needed to move to Idaho uh, for, for, you know, family reasons. We wanted to help take care of our mother. Uh, and then, so we moved here in 2015. Uh, it took about a year or so to get kind of back into the the groove, and then uh, you know got back into wanting to get into real estate investing. And so I still didn't know, <laughs> didn't know how. You know, the the books I read, of course, all said you need twenty to twenty five percent down payment, which I yeah. did not have. Uh, and um, it, it, I end up, you know, I I usually don't watch much TV, but one day I sat down just because I had five minutes, I guess. I sat down from the TV, and right there was the commercial for one of these you know guru seminars coming through town to come and, and hear their spiel <laughs> you know and so i was like yeah that sounds interesting let's go check that out you know so uh so my wife and i went to that just out of curiosity nothing else and uh met a guy there that that uh, told me about a website that i'd never heard of called bigger pockets uh oh. and so i was like oh what's that you know so I, I came home and checked it out and you know listened to the the, the podcast looked at some webinars played with their calculators and things and uh, and i fell in love with that you know website so that was you know as of October, November, 2016, that was now my, my number one learning portal. <laughs> so I just devoured that and uh, listened to every single podcast and you know, all the webinars and connected people there. And so that got me more motivated to, to buy that first property, that fourplex in, in uh, 2017, uh, and, and wanted to continue scaling with fourplexes was my plan. I bought a couple more, you know, a year and a half later. Uh, and, and, uh, but it was after that point really where I, I realized there was one more people in, in the space. Now there's a lot more competition than there was previously. So it was harder to get deals. We, we made offers on several others, but always got, you know, outbid. Um, and then, uh, I, I was trying to get into the, the commercial side. I, I was, you know, hearing and reading about syndications and people doing these big apartment buildings. And, um, you know, I wanted to see how I could do that again, not, not having much savings or anything to do that with, uh, wasn't sure how I could, um, but uh, you know, just just being in that space and connecting, networking people, you know, opportunities just happen to to start appearing. And uh, you know, I, I first deal that came up was nothing related to, to that really, but it was this 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 opportunity to flip some land. Uh, so okay. this this commercial land in, in Arkansas was available, uh, very cheap, uh, off market, and, and the opportunity to flip it for for two to three times as much that the, wow. was it cost to buy it. 
So I was like, yeah, let's give it a try. So you know, I got it under contract, not knowing how I was going to close on it, <laughs> but you know, I had to be able to close basically like in like three weeks. So, uh, you know, very short timing to, to get it done. So I started, you know, contacting everybody I could think of that I'd met through bigger pockets at that point, mostly, or mostly, uh, and, uh, you know, was able to get it done, found somebody that had the connections to, to get the cash and get it in and get it done. And, uh, and then from there, the next deal that came up was some other land just kind of down the road from that okay. one. Uh, but this time I, I went in with the intention of actually wanting to build something on there. So I didn't got the land under contract first and then <laughs> found a partner that wanted to do this with me, bring some cash cash in to help, help us close on it and, and uh, you know, get the ball rolling to get that construction going on. And we're finally just now a year, almost a year and a half later, breaking ground on that one next week. Um, so that's exciting. It's going to be a, a five unit uh, strip mall, basically. So that kind of then led to the other deals I got involved with. It's, it's happened to be in this development project of uh, a, a large 800 unit development here in Idaho wow. Falls, Idaho, which then sparked, you know, more things happening. And so it's kind of the snowball just started getting bigger and bigger and without really now knowing where it's going or, or really intention of, I wanted to go here and do this, or I want to go to this, this, this kind of things just naturally progressed on their own. And then, uh, so, so from there, I, you know, again, continued looking for opportunities to do more of these apartment syndications, uh, but not seeing the kind of returns that I was looking for. So, you know, sure. everything I've done, for all those deals, even though they're they're you know small and big, but whatever the, the the returns they could produce were always very large. Uh, and so, looking at other people's multifamily syndications just didn't get me excited. You know, seeing the kind of returns they were offering, I was like, eh, no, they're okay, but not great. You know, and so uh, I was holding off for something better. I was like, there's got to be something better out there. Not knowing what it would be, um, I looked into everything. You know, storage and and mobile home parks and you know anything else. Um, but then about a year ago, you know, I heard on a, a podcast. Uh, somebody else talked about campgrounds and uh, it got me intrigued. I was like, hey, that's interesting. Never heard of that before. And, uh, you know, being where I'm at in Eastern Idaho, we're close to Yellowstone Park and, and oh, yeah. lots of people here camp and and all that. So uh, I was like, hey, that could be an opportunity there. You know, so I just started networking with people in that space more, going to meetups, uh, uh, you know, other webinars and things talking about it and just connecting with people there to offering to be, you know, boots on the ground, really. I was like, hey, if, if you want to buy in, in Idaho or Northern Utah, I'd be happy to go check it out for you, take videos, whatever. Um, and uh, so just putting myself out there, trying to, to get involved. Um, I, I met a couple guys based out of Denver and uh, they uh, told me kind of what they were doing and, and where they're looking to grow. And, kind of, and of course, told them the, the plans I had and what my goals are and what I'm trying to do. And uh, everything seemed to align and uh, they invited me to join with them. And that's uh, that's Happy Camper Capital. And, uh, you know, kind of just have grown from there. Man, that, that is an awesome story. There's a couple of things I want to take out of there. So, you know, Bigger Pockets back in 2016, you know, really, that was the mecca of real estate investing information if it wasn't a book, right? You know, I mean, yeah. there was books about there, right. but be bigger pockets back then that was the place to be and i was just like you man as soon as i discovered bigger pockets back then it was over from there that's all i wanted to do right because i was yeah. I, I dove deep into bigger pockets man all the podcasts all the resources uh yeah absolutely the best resource you could find back then and then another thing is you know you mentioned you started getting these land deals and it really just snowballed from there really and i think that has a lot to do with you just taking action right you might not have had it all figured out you didn't know right. exactly what you know the direction you were yeah. going but hey you took action and then you learn from there and you kept going. And I think I think that's very important because a lot of people get stopped up, right? And they're not taking action. They get caught up in, you know, analysis, paralysis, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But yeah. taking that action is so important. And then you start getting that momentum and it's it's massive, right? Look where I mean, look what you're doing now. I mean, it's absolutely right. fantastic. Exactly. So yeah. I I'd love to hear that, man. It's it's a fantastic story. So, like I said earlier, 
this you were the first person we've had on the show to talk about RV resorts and campgrounds. So let's just dive into that, man. You know, yeah. paint us a picture of the type of properties you guys are going after or the, the type of uh, properties you guys are investing in. Sure. So, so just to give some some initial clarification, because this is the one thing people get confused on. Uh, so, when what we talk about, uh, what we purchase is, is RV resort destination campgrounds, like you said. Uh, many people refer to them as RV parks, but we don't use the terms equally. Uh, for us, RV park is very much similar to like a mobile home park. Uh, so that's not what we buy. You know, we don't, we're not looking for places where people are essentially living there long term and and uh, you know just having an RV park there instead of a mobile home. What we are after is these resort style campgrounds where it's more like you're going here to have a good time and have fun, you know, spend time with your friends and family and then go back home. <laughs> so, uh, you know, these places are typically we're looking for ones that there are at least 100 existing campsites and above. That could be a mixture of, you know, RV pads, uh, tent campsites, cabins, you know, whatever. And preferably we, we like to find ones that have additional acreages where we can expand and add on more and, and do more. And then also the, the other big criteria for us, it needs to be within a two or three hour drive of a major city. Uh, and okay. kind of the reason for that uh, is, is to be have some risk aversion there. For the one thing that people are asking a lot about these days uh, are, you know, high gas prices and, and uh, you know, this possibly uh, recession thing happening. Uh, so if we have these properties within, let's say, a two or three hour drive of a major city, okay, people that have campers and RVs, first of all, if you don't understand the whole RV camping lifestyle, People want to go out and use them. You know, you don't want to you don't right. want to buy this expensive toy and just have it sitting there in your driveway or, or pay for a store somewhere and not ever use it. So if gas prices are crazy high, yeah, you know, you're probably not going to take a cross country trip to to go somewhere. But but uh, you still want to get out and have fun. So you'll still drive a couple hours. You know, it's not a big deal. Small sacrifice to go and have a good time, have spend a weekend for a holiday or whatever. So doing that, we have that built in user base. So, so that the majority of our users at these campsites are going to come from these local cities nearby. Uh, to to make sure they stay you know pretty full uh, to to maintain them the the, the income coming in, um, so that's the the basic two criteria. Of course, on top of that, we 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 work for ones that already have some amenities, but then we want to add on more, uh, make them bigger and better, uh, more efficient and whatnot uh, to help attract people to come there that may not be coming just for camping. Uh, they may just come. They want to go out for for a fun weekend and and to go. You know, go skiing or, or horseback riding or ATV riding, whatever it may be that's what's going on. You know, some of our places may have concert events going on, you know, so you come out there for, for a fun concert and then, you know, spend some money on other things while you're there and then, and then leave, you know. So, uh, and people that don't have campers RVs, we usually have cabins or other short-term rental things that are available that uh, people can still come there and, and, and stay. Um, so that's kind of what we we focus on. And uh, again, we're, we're here in the hospitality space, really, what we're doing. This is outdoor hospitality and and uh, providing these, these uh, you know, great places for people to come and, and uh, have experiences and great memories. Yeah. I, you know, I'd love to hear that too, right? Cause it's, it's really that hospitality touch. It's not just a place to come pull your RV, you know, go to sleep and then, you know, move on to your next destination or whatever. Right. right. This is really, uh, this is really an experience type place. So I, you mentioned a few amenities that either you buy in place when you're looking at a property, or maybe you guys are looking to add after acquisition, right? Mm -hmm. Let's dive into those amenities more. What do those look yeah. like? Kind of some of those properties that you've already bought, uh, you know, whether you're already buying them in place or you're adding them to it, what are some of those amenities that you're really, you're really keen on? Sure. Uh, well, we love it, of course, when there's some type of water feature. If there's a, a lake okay. or, or a river or pond, something nearby, uh, that's always great, you know, because that that one adds on an additional factor that people want to come in for, for boating or, or, you know, water activities and things. You know, so if there's a big lake on there, we 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 may look to add on if there's not one already there, some type mm -hmm. of like a, a aqua park type thing. So think okay. of like those big inflatable bounce houses, but on water, you know. Sure. Uh, so, so those attract people to come and have fun and... Uh, uh, you know, of course, if there's a large enough lake or, or a river, there could be a marina attached. So, so you get people that are going to 
pay to store their boats there first of all and, and then you know come and use them so that, that's a whole different realm of, of, of different type of people so uh, we love it when that's on there uh, aside from that again there, there's the, the the great thing about these campgrounds is it's almost you know unlimited as potential as what you can think of you know so whatever you can think of you could probably do there you can, you can find a way to make it work uh you know some something simple even if it's just a small pond uh you know or a small lake that may not have room for boating and that kind of stuff you can still get like paddle boards or um uh what do you call them uh oh, i want to think of like a a, a uh uh some like a ski board anyway but uh, you know oh, something yeah, you know, sit, on, sit on a paddle or whatever or paddle boats you know that kind of stuff um and uh, you know, to, to get people to just come there and and still have fun in the water. Um, but aside from that, yeah, there, there's uh, you know, of course, always going to be some type of uh, you know, uh, like a snack cabin shack oh, thing, yeah. or you know, snacks and treats and whatnot. Uh, just you know, small amenity things. Uh, possibly a restaurant on site, which you know, we do have one already that has now two restaurants on site. And uh, typically, these we don't we don't run the restaurant ourselves. We just rent the building to a local restaurant that okay. comes in because you know, re- restaurants not our space, <laughs> but uh, you know. We, we own the building and rent it out to those who want to come in and, and serve the people there. Uh, and uh, aside from that, uh, like I said, we concert events. That's one that we, one that we closed on this last May. Uh, it's, it's a great location where we're, we are adding in like a, a amphitheater stage thing to, uh, to put on these types of concerts for, for, you know, summer events or whatever uh, to get people out there. Uh, one that we're looking on here very soon that may come available in the, in the very near future uh it's gonna be a very large campground already but uh there's a lot of space there where we're looking at adding in some type of uh feature for for horses you know there's, we've got a lot of requests from people that uh, want to bring their horses or, or or have a place to to wow. do something with the horses on site and most of these campgrounds are not necessarily built for that or have space for that like a stable or something um this one we're looking at now looks like it does have enough room, and we will probably plan to do that uh, to put to add like a, a horse stable or just a reserved area for people that have, bring bring in their their you know their their trucks or RVs with you know a horse carrier thing, sure. uh, and then put on a full like a uh, like a horse trail kind of like around wow. the whole entire place. You know, and that's cool. Like that. So, um, so yeah, there's different things you can do, and uh, you know, aside from that, you know, the, the 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 big question we get from people, are, you know, what do you do with these places that are seasonal, like uh, you know, the northern states that sure. get snow during winter, whatever, people aren't camping. Uh, well, you know, again, there, there's, there are some people that just still go camping, but, uh, but for the most part, yeah, it definitely, you know, dwindles the, the number of people that are coming there, but <clears throat> there's still ways you can find to, to add on income during that time. Uh, whereas most of these places are, are usually mom and pop owned, you know, so they don't do a whole lot to really, uh, run them efficiently or, sure. or, or do things to, to build them out, whatever. Um, they'll typically just close them down during winter and, and call it done. Uh, you know, <laughs> we'll still find ways to keep it open in some way or another, uh, you know, first of all, the, the biggest, easiest thing we do is just, you know, charge people to, to store their RV there. Okay. Instead of going and taking it to a different storage, so I just leave it here on site and pay the store here. This last year had one of our campgrounds in Iowa, a, a local business owner actually approached us and with, with the offer to more or less rent out the entire space from us or, or share the, the proceeds from his business, which is a drive-through Christmas, Christmas light display. You know, so he'll come with all of his stuff, set up the lights and then, you know, charge people to come in and drive through and see the lights. And so, like, hey, that's, yeah, why not? That's <laughs> It's a great way to, to add on more revenue during that time where we're not usually using it for, for much camping. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really, you can get really creative with these properties and, uh, you know, whatever you think would be fun or unique to do, uh, you can probably do it and, and find a way to capitalize on it. 
options are endless. I'd love to hear that, man, because I was very curious because, you know, I've heard about these properties and I'm thinking like, what kind of things do they implement? And all these things are, you know, cash flow possibilities, right? Or, you know, it's one of those things like this is this is really cool. You know, it's really going to draw people in like, hey, this is my property. This is a property I like to come to, right? When I'm, you know, right. driving out of town or whatever. So I think that's awesome. And I got to be honest with you, Don, uh, I got so many questions, but, you know, we, we're going to have to get you back on the show for sure. But I got one more before, definitely at least one more before we get out of here. But uh, so, you know, I know there's some unique benefits it's a, you know, say I'm a, a passive investor, I'm somebody who's looking to invest in, in, um, in campgrounds or RV resorts, right? And I'm yeah. looking for, obviously, you've discussed a lot of the benefits here, but what are some of the unique benefits of investing in campgrounds syndications? Well, I'll give you two things. So, so first of all, just, just to keep it simple, and the thing that most people care about is, is the, the income, right? These, these places cash flow very well. So cash flow day one, we don't hold anything back. Uh, our average deal we target is about a probably a 15% cash on cash average and, uh, yeah, and you know, pays out right away. So, so nothing held back. You'll get cash flow day one uh, with generally two and a half to three X multiples over a five-year hold. So uh, as compared to most other syndications right now, that's about double what you're seeing everywhere else. So it's a great, great opportunity for that. The other very unique thing about these that you really don't get with anything else, uh, you know, apartment buildings, self-storage, mobile home parks, uh, unless you plan to live in those places, right? You can actually utilize this this investment. You know, you, you invest in one of our deals, you can actually go there, hang out with your friends and family, you know, enjoy your investment and, and you know, create memories with with what you're invested in, create the opportunities to talk about it with everybody. And, and something we, we offer to our investors, actually those that invest in our deals, uh, they can get some some time to stay at, at, at any of our locations for free. Uh, so the one that they invest in, they can stay there for free for a certain amount of time during the year uh, and get discounts on our other properties as well if they want to. So uh, so yeah, a very your unique way to enjoy your investment that you don't do with anything else. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that with anything else, right? <laughs> I think that's that, that's super unique and uh, it's very intriguing, right? Because you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of just the idea of investing in an RV park is is very attractive to me in general because for the things you're talking about, right? You can add all these amenities and then also the cash flow is very strong. But then also you can really benefit from this if you know if this is something you want to use for your personal use. And I think that that's yeah. you said you you don't really get that anywhere else. So I'd love to hear that, man. And like I said, Don. Um, I want to be respectful of your time, but we're gonna have to get you back on the show, man, because there's a lot of other stuff I want to dive into about about RV resorts and campgrounds. So we're gonna bring you back on, um, you know, here somewhere down the road. So keep that in mind. But before we get out of here, man, tell listeners how they can find out more about you and what you got going on. Sure. Well, the obviously the the, the best place to find me is probably LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn these days. Uh, of course, I'm still in bigger pockets too, but uh, LinkedIn is definitely where I'm, I'm playing around. Uh, then of course on our website, happycampercapital.com. Uh, you can find uh, the the About Us tab there, find my personal profile. You can find there even a link to set up a time to talk with me if you want to learn more about it. Awesome, man. We're going to make sure to put that stuff on the show notes. Listen, this has been fantastic. I know I've learned a lot about you know the, the RV resort space just from our conversation. Super excited to get you back on the show so we can dive into some of the drivers and stuff, why, why this space is so hot. So we're definitely going to bring you back on uh, here pretty soon. But but anyways, thank you so much for coming on the show and speaking with me, Don. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure's all mine. I'll be happy to come back anytime. Awesome. Can't wait, man. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.